Hello, citizens of the Imperium, and welcome to a new season of Horus Hour podcast. I'm your host, Sing. With me, as always, my venerable sigilite, Varela. Hi, I'm sick. You have been struck down with the Empress Spear, mate. I, I got... No, I think it's just Nurgle's Blight. I'm gonna be real. That is rough. That is yeah. rough. Don't worry, guys. I have a big mouth, so I'll do lots of talking. Uh, uh, we really should have rigged you up with a soundboard before we started. Hey, hey, we'll just pretend there's an author here. Yeah. Um, so, welcome. Season 9. Uh, the last season we will be doing before starting the siege. I think we are... We The time is right. The novels that are left to cover, we may well cover them one day if we need if we have a lot of time between like the final two siege books. But I don't think it's really going to be a problem. We might go back to them, but I, it, they all feel skippable at this point. It's it's time for the show to begin. It's time to get to the pointy end of this, and that's that's where we begin with season nine. Uh, I believe some of the final words of this book, Varela, are: uh, Is it the the beginning of the end? Uh, something like that, probably. Exactly. You said it. I believe it's the Venerable Sigilite himself who says it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is true, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Anyway, if you have no idea what's going on, we are covering Titan Death today. Titan Death, the story of Beta Garmin, which we'll get into a little bit about Beta Garmin, because it is actually a pretty massive stonking deal. Um, but does this book actually do that justice? We'll, we'll discuss that today. Um, first off, I, uh, I'm i just going to be dropping some cheeky sponsors through this, this episode, those sponsors being us. Um, so if we just suddenly break off into a random tangent, you're going to have to bear with us. It might even be funny. Um, but I'll start off um, first by saying one thing that we don't promote as much as we probably should is we do have merch um we'll be we'll be able to go find it over on our twitter and it's in our discord um we'll do a new pin tweet by the time this episode comes out with all this stuff on there uh but merch we've got really nice hoodies that have got good reviews um it's getting cold uh unless you're in australia and it's getting warm and then we have t-shirts so we've we've got you covered um, it's got our awesome logo from Zai, so I'll say no more. The products speak for themselves, um, so I'll I'll leave that. But Varela, how are we feeling about how are we feeling about reaching the end of the sort of Horus Heresy series um, uh, as it transitions to the siege at the end? I'm in slight pain, but I don't think it's got to do with the Horus Heresy right now. Uh, I mean, everything comes to an end, right? <laughs> you said it yourself. Do we uh, need to? Uh, do we need to stop? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I hope. Okay, okay. Well, for that, for this reason, we've um, switched over, and I'll be covering the Discord Thursday ratings. Um, to try and uh, relieve Varela a little bit here. But Varela, if you need to tap out any time, buddy, let us know. 
Hey man, um, all, all the illness has done is get me closer to the strength of iron because now I have a robotic voice, kind of. Yeah, you uh, you've regained close. You're basically an iron hand. Yes. No. Wait. No. At this point. No. I take it back. Don't lose your head, buddy. Oh uh, God. You could be a Morlock, one of the ten thousand. I don't. Wanna... Anyway. You didn't actually answer the question. I understand that you're struggling, but I did ask a question. Right. Uh, do you have a Do you have an answer? Do I have an answer? It's been an exciting trip, right? Uh, what counts as the journey, not the destination? So I'm kind of sad it's coming to an end. But hey, we're going into another one with the Siege of Terror. So, you know. That's right. I think uh, the end and the death part one, because they really are Harry Pottering this shit. No, but they're like... Harry Potter didn't even Harry Potter. Harry Potter films did this, and the Hobbit films did this, but uh, Games Workshop are the first that they've they've split their ending book into two parts. Um, so that the first of the final books is coming in March. We know now through Amazon pre-order. Shout out Amazon. Uh, so we've got we've got plenty of time. So we'll probably do some additional stories. Um, and it's just going to be all Imperial Fists going forward at this point, baby. This was this was the last time. Well, that's not true. I'm sure there'll be some White Scars action going forward. But maybe with the Siege, we can put our differences aside and just enjoy it all just being badass on the walls together. We don't... We don't we don't have to have differences. Well, mo- most of them, at least. There's at least one that won't be too cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Titan Death. Titan Death is, um, I think, will be the last sort of big battle that we see of the season. I I don't actually know too much about Slaves to Darkness or the Buried Dagger, um, but it feels to me like they're they're going to be more looking at the traitor primarchs whereas titan death was sort of this this thing that we'd heard about for a few books i think i think the first time that like the sort of attack the sort of defense of beta garmin is mentioned is praetorian of dawn which we actually covered relatively early on i think is right is it actually i don't remember I think he does speak. Yeah, I think so. I think he's speaking to, like, a load of the commanders he's going to send to Beta Garmin. Oh, okay. uh, I think. All right. I think. But it's something we've known about for a while, and this is a story. And it's one thing for me is I think Beta Garmin is just this massively. It's just. Uh, almost unfathomable level of conflict um, because uh, and it kind of makes sense right because it it needs to make the siege of terror almost feasible and that's weird to say for a Warhammer universe but it is like a lot of stuff needs to die in order for there to be room on terror to, to fight otherwise it's literally just going to be a traffic jam of stuff waiting to fight. And that's almost what Beta Garmin ends up being, right? The um, It's a big thoroughfare for the traitors to get to terror and um, the loyalists see it as a chance to bleed Horus of some critical resources 
and the stuff they're sending didn't really have room on Terra anyway. So they're willing to lose it, is how I interpreted it. I don't know about you. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely, it definitely feels like just a kind of bleeding operation uh, onto Horus, right? Uh, Dorn is like, uh, we, we got to try and stop him there, but everybody really realizes, I think, that that's not really going to happen. Mm. Uh, and they try to just bleed him a bit, which I think backfires a bit spectacular, spectacularly, considering uh, what happens towards the end of the book. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I think it's that third Primark, mate, not my Primark or your Primark. This is that other Primark bottled it. I think it's all safe to say, right? Dawn, Dawn delegated command, and, you know, I'm just, I don't think Dawn makes those mistakes that um, Primark number three makes. Hey, uh, I don't think, I don't think that's fair, honestly. Like, I, I, I think that the target was a good one, it's just that horror is just new. Horror is just on another level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, we we get a we get a swift reminder, which I think was kind of needed in this in this series where it was at that this like Hor- Horus was the like the goat of the Primarchs. That's why he was picked. He's uh, I, and it calls back to I've sort of been reading snippets of the first three books, and uh, you know it's. I think it's when it's just after Angron has has bottled it, it on uh, Istvan three, and he's gone down to engage in close quarter combat instead of doing the logical thing and just blowing everyone up again. Um, and Horus says to Abaddon, "Why did the Emperor make me Warmaster?" And Abaddon says, "Because you never lose." And that's true, I guess. Right? He has, and this is, and he plays the loyalists like a fiddle in this book. Um, and before we get into that, did you act, did you like the book? Because that's the overarching story. But I would argue this book is actually probably much more from a personal angle. I think only a very small part of this book is like the massive super conflict of Beta Garmin. Most of this book is like actually stories about Titan crews. Um, yeah, was that something you enjoyed, or did you want it to be more about? the super unimaginable conflict of Bayer Garmin. Nah, I've always said I really like the human side of uh, of these books. Like, not even a Stardy side, but just human in general. Mm. Uh, and al- although most of it is from the point of view of, of a Titan, right? In, in, in theory. Uh, we do get a lot of, uh, like, emotional side to, to the characters that we follow, which are just humans, right? Uh, and we get some some slight character development, nothing too big, uh, and a lot of story progression about these people, and I and I always like that kind of thing. Also, mm. it's a Mechanicus book. How could I not like it? Come on. Yeah. So this is uh, a book that is it's mainly handling the the main running storyline is a rivalry between two Titan legions, two very different Titan legions um, who are tied together in this, in this very com- complex way. Um, and the book did a really good job of like literally the first engagement that these two legions come up against each other. There is one engine looking for another engine and there is 
you don't have to know anything and you're like oh there is a there is a lot of tension here these are clearly uh two legions that do not like each other and they're like particular engines whose crews for whatever reason really want to like are, are like obs- almost obsessed over each other uh, as to whether they're on the field of battle and i think that is something that's really cool and then the book spends the time the sort of middle ground unraveling that story rather than almost starting at the beginning you sort of you get the start of a book is you know the culmination of their rivalry and and their disdain for for each other these legions yeah. um, which i found was really interesting yeah we also get a lot of uh like the symptoms of being a princeps like That's right. uh, just explaining what princeps really go through when they're not in their engine and stuff like that uh and I, I find that interesting, I guess. <laughs> I really like that kind of thing, uh, where, where they just go over the most mundane stuff, uh, but that is, in reality really affects these people in the uh, universe a lot, you know? Uh, I just love that kind of thing. Yeah, and it makes... It brings the Titan Legions back to Warhammer, uh, because I think a lot of in a lot of the horror heresy, it is kind of just felt like uh, Pacific Rim. It just kind of feels like the Titan Princeps are just people in a like a station who like remote control this stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas this like really explores uh, the connection between the the crew and the machine spirits, um, which I found really interesting actually. And I yeah, I've got to give it I've got to give it credit. It did it. It entertained me. Um, and that it's not a they're not it's not a faction that I'm like particularly fussed about it's obviously much more like your area of expertise um but yeah no it's really interesting um before we give our ratings let's have a look at thursday ratings um and so we are now going into the spoiler section uh so from here on out and i think uh what we'll do is we will use nick's review um because Nick's reviews uh, are sort of a novella in themselves, and uh, I think will help people who haven't listened to or read the book for a while, uh, sort of get re- remind themselves of of where we're at, uh, and probably help us out a little bit as well. Uh, so, Varela, can you can have a quick power nap if you want uh, okay. while I do this? If you need to, if you need to recover at all. Anyway, so we'll uh, we'll start with Nick's and. And I'll do the other Discord ones, and then we'll go through Twitter. Um, so, Nick says, The Battle of Beta Garmin, Titan Death, was the last major engagement of the heresy before the Siege of Terror. And Guy Haley's, uh, and Guy Haley's novel about the final stages of the battle delivers on an epic scale. The loyalists see it as an opportunity to slow down the traitor advance towards the soul system, hoping that Gilliman and the Lion will arrive in time to cripple the forces of Horus. But it is not to be. The Warmaster, his willingness to sacrifice those who follow him and the power he wields should never be underestimated. Titan Death is one of the rare books in the series that does not focus on the Legio and his Astartes through the carnage. Though the carnage is no less terrible to behold. The god engines of the Legios and their mortal crews come into brutal clarity as you feel the rumble of the Titan striding, the close humidity of the command bridges, 
the resonance of a machine spirit, and the heat of the volcano cannons searing through armor plating. We are given a close look at two rival legios, Solaria, the Imperial Hunters, and Volpa, the Death Stalkers, as they hunt each other through, throughout the war zone. The origin of Solaria's all-female command, the daughters of a king who thought he was more clever than the Mechanicum, is a brilliant narrative detail that we've come to look for in this series. Their bitter rivalry with Legio Volpa, going back to atrocities dating back in the, to the Great Crusade, only adds to the depth of his narrative. This is the beating heart of the story, with cog and human spirit, the spilling of sacred oils and mortal blood. However, not all the engine kills can be claimed by the Legios. Sanguinius and his blood angels are not idle during the battle, and take down an Imperator-class titan via a stunning assault drop. But a loyalist victory slips away as the strategy of Horus reveals itself. Both loyalist and traitor forces alike are annihilated as the surface of Beta Gamma 2 is scoured clean by debris from the detonated star fort in orbit. The majority of their titans uh, of the Titans lost, their holding action a failure, and the Warmaster in control of the Beta Garmin cluster, Sanguinius and the Khan, lead the remainder of their ragged forces back to terror. If only Dawn was here. I added that part. Uh, another after another crushing defeat for the Loyalists, especially one of this scale, the reader can begin to appreciate the sense of impending doom that is felt by those on Terra. Horus is a juggernaut that, combined with his unseemingly unending hordes of the lost and the damned, cannot be stopped. Titan Death delivered an overwhelming scale to the conflict, one of shattered hope and inevitability. That said, Beta Garmin felt too large of a battle to be summed up in one book, given the men and material devoted to the causes. This easily could have been a handful of novels like The Shadow Crusade, focusing on different theatres, but perhaps those tales are best explored on the tabletop. 8.475 Decimated Legios out of 10. Nick, thank you as always for your standing Thursday ratings. Uh, they're really great primer for the episode. I really like to get into them, uh, and it, it helps me and Varela out as well if we've uh, if we've had some time since we finished the books. Um, yeah, I think to to speak to the end of that Thursday rating there, uh, I feel like this would have been the perfect book to have like an anthology. Uh, sorry, perfect battle to have like an anthology book on, like a sh- like a short story collection book on Beta Garmin because it's like loads of different planets, void fighting, Titan fighting, foot slogging, orbital combat, Astartes on Astartes, um, like uh, in this book, like the Khan in theory is doing a lot right in the Beta Garmin cluster, and we basically just yeah. don't see it because there's just not enough word count. I mean, in theory, we do get two books, though, uh, with Wolfsbane technically also being in the Beta Garmin cluster, right? So there's that. <laughs> Is that right? I actually didn't pick up on that. Yeah, because it's in uh, Theta Garmin, I think. And Beta Garmin is supposed to be a star system within uh, like the Garmin cluster, but for some okay. reason, everybody calls the cluster Beta Garmin. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um. That's right, and I think um, 
it was nice. Uh, the fact that the last book we covered was, I feel like Guy Haley, Guy Haley wrote Wolfsbane and then this was the next book he wrote. So we sort of followed through with the same author, but I don't think there were any, there was enough sort of crossover to really feel that benefit necessarily. Yeah. It's not, not anything to do with the author's quality. I think they just like, there were no character crossovers really. Um, Obviously, we just we knew the events more. What had just happened with Horus, uh, because of Russ. So, yeah, do you need a you... call on on this one? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, this seemed like the perfect time for call. In the middle of, he would have made um. There was a Mechanicum character in this. The like the engine room guy of one of the Titans. You'll forgive me for not remembering his name. Oh, I don't either. I usually Omega do, Six. I don't. Omega oh, Six. Look it up. I've got. I always have the lexicon in handy. Oh, production is uh, production's yeah, fast. I've, I've got production covered today uh, to allow you to recover. And also, I'll be the first to say uh, when it comes to like human characters, I like forget very easily, especially with audiobook. Audiobook, I just try and like associate the names with with the characters figure out who's in a scene and just go from there. Uh, whereas I feel like if, when you're reading and you see the name on paper over and over, it sort of ingrains a little bit more. Yeah, um, it's, uh, probably. And you and the character names in this are kind of like, you've got like Mohana Mankata, Mathani Ohana, Saranti Daha. It's like... Uh, it's it's tough to keep track of them all. So yeah, I do have a lexiconum up for this and just to try and help um, help myself out. Um, but yes, um, thank you, Nick. Um, I'll do the other Discord ones as well. Uh, I think there are, I think there's only, there's only one more on Discord. Um, so we have Lefty Wefty and he says, oh, sorry, they say, um, Titan Death for me, was a book that felt kind of muddled. There is a lot to enjoy, particularly the origins and rivalry of the two Titan Legios, who much of a book centers on, and the evil machinations of the Dark Mechanicum. The area in which the book fell short for me was in the descriptions of Titan conflict and the larger battles of Beta Garmin, which I often struggle to fully picture. I would compare it to Haley's last book, Wolfsbane, where the big battle is very clearly laid out, giving the reader a great sense of scale and momentum. Uh, how do uh, I rate Titan Death seven fleshy Titan cockpits out of ten? Uh, thank you very much for your review, Varela. How does that does that resonate with you, or did you think that were you more like Nick? Did you think the ratio was was right for sort of big conflict to? Uh, I think it did focus a little bit too much on, like, individual combat. Like, you couldn't really, uh, unlock, I guess, the scale of the whole conflict, right? Mm. But at the same time, it's Titans, so I, I do want to be seeing the individual conflict. I don't want to, like, I don't want to see two infantrymen duking, duking it out, necessarily, right? But I do want to see two Titans duking it out, rather than, like, a hundred Titans on a hundred Titans. You know? Yeah. Um, and we do we do get that in a much smaller scale towards it. Well, it's more like stuff happened really quickly, right? 
And I guess that's kind of just what happens when Titans fight each other. But like, um, I was always under the assumption that Titan combat might take quite a long time or you had to put a lot of work in. If you think back to Mechanicum, uh, Mechanicum's tight. The combat, the Titan combat in Mechanicum feels very different to um, uh, a bit more slower paced, I would say, to this book. Like, this book is like, I got a hit on a warlord, it's dead. Um, which maybe that's just how Titan combat goes. Um, and because there's so many Titans. Yeah, but, in this case, you really got to consider that it's never just one Titan taking a second Titan out. It's usually like a massive group of titans focusing on one titan, and that titan dies. Yeah, that's, I, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I think the book's length didn't allow you to. I really like. I like both. Conti- this book is almost like two parts. I feel like there's one consistent storyline up until Sanguinius appears, and then Sanguinius and and the Khan open a second arc where it's like oh oh yeah i forgot that like this is you know everyone is here <laughs> this is like they're like all the bad guys are here in this sector and it, and even then we don't even see all the bad. like i feel like the only astartes in this book are that do any fighting are blood angels and, and a small contingent of sons of horus there's a contingent on the space station and they deploy right at the end um for the final battle but apart from that it's like it's not even there wasn't even enough scope to be like oh well like are the world eaters about uh are the empress children here yet maybe maybe they are still being rallied um but yeah so i feel like you could have done two different books on this uh and um uh but i think the character story is is good enough that it it you could have put it in the context of a different system everything could have still been the same with the sort of uh sort of mother and father storyline you could have done that on any planet on, on like any planet um and have the same effects i think was was really cool anyway um on that second book you were saying i really think a uh, a view of horus's uh side of things would have been very interesting yeah, um, I think that's true. I I feel like this. Yeah, maybe you could have done two books, kind of like um, with Pro- with Prospero Burns and Thousand yeah. Sons. Um, I really liked in this book. I felt like I'd been duped, you know, like as a reader, <sighs> you know. Yeah. Now we know where. Now we know where Abaddon got the idea for Cadia from, you know. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. That guy's never had an original idea in his life. Yeah, you just gotta go bigger. That, yeah. that was his idea. God damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, R. R as well. Um, I'm going to say it before I forget it. Uh, actually, no, no. I'll say it as soon as you've, uh, we've done the Twitter Thursday ratings because I want everyone to have a chance to have their rating across. How do you feel? I can I can keep going, or would you like to step in? I'm going in. I'm going All right, in. Good luck, soldier. I finally got my hands on Twitter. I'm not letting go, dude. <laughs> All right. First up, we got Dylan. 
Uh, I give this an eight brinkups out of ten beta Garmin's. Sanguinea is the only uh, wait, the only with logic that having all these titans fight on Terra would probably destroy it. Mechanicum versus True Dark Mechanicum Titan House v Titan Ah Traitor Titan House. Pure mechanical prawn. I'm not saying that. I think <laughs> that wouldn't be very mm. good. Horus ain't so silly, guys. He has a primark. He expected this. Quote of the book is our blonde angel, Boy Sanguinius. I do not die here today. Chad Bloke. Also, a demonic hybrid titan ritual happens. Finally, some good mess of titans. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, Hartek got, got really done in, dude, at the end with that one. Uh, yeah, that yeah, he got what was coming to him. I True. think it's it's safe to say. For sure. Um, how did you feel about Sanguinius in this book? Uh, I I even talked to you about it. Like I just said, I'm not gonna say anything else. But I hate Sanguinius's dialogue when I first read it. I don't know if you remember. He just like he 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 like. I feel like his character was misused here. Right? I feel like he should... Now, we spoke about this in Ruinstorm. Ruinstorm, I thought was... I said it several times. Is I thought was a massive missed opportunity to maybe make Sanguinius question whether he would actually die. And that would make his character way more interesting and his inevitable demise at the end of a siege much sadder because he thought there was a chance of winning. In this book... He's just like, he's just clinically depressed, you know? And yeah, he's just he just, curves me too. <laughs> yeah. He just mopes around. He's like, oh, I'll just wait and then I die. die. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, initially it was kind of interesting because it was like, oh, Horus is in this system. The vengeful spirit is in this system. All I know is that I die on the vengeful spirit against Horus. So it could be it could be here. Like if a vengeful spirit bears down on us and we have to go and board it, that's that could be it. That yeah. could be curtains. I might not even die over terror. Um but then as a book the I will not die here today. I guess you know if I, if you I think you know Dylan said that he liked that line. Personally I felt it got a bit boring and it kind of I think it was like 50% of what he said. Yeah, it was a lot of what he said. But like yeah. even before he started saying it, like his conversation with the, uh, the Khan, I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it just sounded really weird. It didn't sound like Sanguinius. Uh, the Khan kind of sounded like the Khan, but not really either. But like Sanguinius just sounded like a totally different person, you know, from what we we have come to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Also, on the whole, uh, I don't die here today thing, I, I really think that that could be a Reddit post, man. Or, like, r slash teenagers or something, dude. Oh. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. wasn't great. I'll, uh, I'll let you crack on, because we're already half an hour in. So, and I oh, don't... shit, we are? Yeah, so yeah. I'll uh, I'll let you clear Twitter off, and then we'll, we'll get into it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed run it now. All right, we got Sam with... I always found the Titan-centric books a bit of a slog. I think I struggle with picturing the action scenes in my head because there's not a huge amount of detail. This one was no different. Nothing wrong with it. Just wasn't a favorite. All right, that was that. Next up, we got Deck O'Kane. 
Uh, 8 out of 10, fantastic characters and a good storyline. Somewhat weak ending, I agree. Struggled to feel emotionally invested in events. That said, has one of the best scenes in all the Horus Heresy novels. I did not die here today. Uh oh, I think maybe we're maybe we're the hot take. <laughs> no, okay. it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Interesting. Okay, I, like it was maybe cool the, the time he said it when he was pile driving into an Imperator Titan, but like to address this. I don't think he's told his sons about this, right? Uh, no, he hasn't. No. Can you imagine being Ascalon and it's every third thing your Primarch says, like, I do not die here today. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, the, 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 the first the time boss. it's like, the first time it's like, oh, yeah, he, like, he, he knows we'll win. And then the 50th time he's like, okay, like, has he actually gone crazy? Like, what's Does going on? Does he know when he's going to die then? Because. He seems pretty adamant when it's not going to die. Right. Um, it's a, the missile knows where it is. Because <laughs> it knows where it isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like Sanguinius should have been, and not to spoil it for ourselves, but from what I've the sort of heard, is they've sort of, they streamlined this for the siege. Whereas he's he understands his predicament and he he's he just goes sicko mode. He doesn't mess around. He doesn't mope. He just like unleashes. And he and in this book, I feel like he just borders on the the crybaby. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, like usually it's just that melancholic feel. On this one, it's just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna die, but not today. Haha, <laughs> Here I go. Like it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> you know, cancel us on Twitter if you must, but I'm gonna say it. That was not a good quote. Right. <laughs> We'll die on this hill. Yes, sir. I will. I might die here today. <laughs> um, we just might. We just, um, but yeah, and, and I feel like by the end of the book, he's kind of this. Uh, he is kind of defeated because, like, he thinks he's doing something that's clever, that's going to work. And then Horace is just like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm just going to drop a space station on your head. This is when you're going to die eventually. <laughs> yeah. Dumb, dumb. And like, but I feel like because he was just kind of his mopey character all the way through, rather than this like shining example, like, I I don't know. I just don't think I was ready for him to drop the facade. You know, I feel like he would have yeah. kept it together. Anyway, sorry, I'll let you crack on with his final couple of reviews. Alright, then moving on, we got Count Eldor with a 7 out of 10. It gets too personal when I wanted a sweeping massive scope. I felt Talarn was better at that. Not bad, though. Some memorable scenes. We have We're... completely opposite views on this. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's how it's going to be, right? Because the author is... Guy made a really clear decision. So it's just going to be like whether you liked that approach or not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... That's fair. We also didn't. We need to. We'll do Talon at some point as well because it's Iron Warriors getting bad, uh, which I think oh, we can all enjoy. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving right. on. Next up, we got James with a solid eight point five. Some fine Titan battles, interesting characters, and chaos rituals. All and then, true. Last but not least, we got Vexilus Praetor David with it's a solid eight. I think from what I can remember. The return of the solid eights. We love <laughs> to see it. Love to see it. I'd be happy as an author if I got a 
I got a solid eight from like the Guardian as well. Review. Um, so yeah. Um, oh, here's here's what I'll say. Okay, let's. I've still got in my head what I wanted to talk about. My favorite moment of this book. Um, but let's give our ratings. I'm going to give this a seven, eight, four, six, three. Damn, you're giving it a seventy-eight thousand. Uh, come on, <laughs> Captain Pedantic. Maybe you're not that ill after all. Maybe uh, I don't have to. Maybe I don't have to clear this sick pay request that you've put in. Amen. Uh, maybe, maybe I've fallen to Nurgle completely. Maybe you just put you as absent without leave. Um, what about yourself? I will give it a nine point two seven three four eight. I cannot yeah. betray my Mechanicum brothers. I am a sucker for human stories. <laughs> I like the Titan on Titan combat. There's a, even a couple Skatari that fuck up some knights, dude, and then get fucked up as well. Like I can't not like that, you know? It just can't yeah. happen. Yeah. Okay, so what I will say. Uh, I feel it was one of the most badass sort of things I'd read in a while, which was the realization as the reader that Horus has silently kept, repaired, and gathered the entire of Legio Mortis, and they are about to absolutely go and wreck some heads. I thought that was a sick moment in the book, honestly. Just the the, the narrator killed it as well. Um, uh, I don't know yeah, the narrator. Well, the the narrator head. killed it for sure, for sure, for real, for real. <laughs> well, oh, I don't know how it was in the book, but just for me, it was just like, oh, you're just you're fucked, love. Sorry, uh, sorry to sorry, you know, shout out Legio Solaria, but you're all dead, um, and that's just it. No, it was an absolutely awesome moment in the book, and I think it was uh, that. That's just something that I wanted to give a personal shout out to because I thought it was really cool. I think on that, the fact that uh, Esha's uh, maniple still managed to kill a few Mortis Titans uh, was pretty badass. <laughs> like, imagine yeah. being outnumbered a hundred to six, and you still managed to take out a couple. That's right. Uh, yeah, Crazy. I was just surprised we didn't see like any memorable Legio Mortis Titans. I guess there's just that many, but but um there was like some from like in the Mechanicum book, right? There's a lot of named Mortis engines. I yeah, think. but those all die. Is that right? They all die. Yeah. Like, the Imperator get, dies. Yeah, you get like two dead Imperators. Uh Dude, kills a few a few other Titans. Every, every time an Imperator's brought into a a book it gets crippled it gets destroyed or captured i mean in this case there's th uh, four ty uh, imperators that were brought in and we only see one die so there's that yeah but then they get a space station dropped on their head mate I, oh true i'm pretty sure they're all gone i think that's what i think that's what the title of the book's called titan death because of the whole uh hey man let, let's be real an imperator with its one kilometer height which is clearly the the you know the cannon no matter what anyone says, uh, they, 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 they could survive, right? They, they could survive. You think so? But I'm thinking. Uh, so in Mechanicum, it dies. Is there one in the original three books? Uh, Is Dia a 
Oh yeah, yeah. Diazira doesn't die. Th- does it not? No, it's on his fan. It kills Soltarvitz on his fan, right? Oh right. Well, we don't know if it kills Soltarvitz. It's implied. It. Yeah, we never it's see it. It's implied. Um, yeah, nobody, nobody, no death. Soltarvitz hey, is still alive as well. Loken came back, right? Who the fuck knows? But yeah, I think Diazira dies in forty k, right? Yeah, it, do you know why? Because it's in a Dawn of War map. <laughs> True, the, it's it's yeah. gun barrels in Dawn of War. Yeah. Wait, so how that, is it not of war though? Because it died. In, I, I'm reading it now. Uh, produ- I mean, I production think... just told me it, it died in a in the thirteenth Black Crusade, and Dawn of War is before that, right? I don't know, mate. It's Warhammer Cannon. Yeah, it's, it's the situation is fluid. Uh, Nobody uh, knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the that's the neat part. Um. Yeah. So. I'm just going to put it out there that Imperator is overrated. Um, also, I know we're jumping around a lot here, but I'm like, you're going to disagree with me here probably, but you get the drop on all these people in the Imperator bridge and you still lose like three Sanguinary Guard. What is going on? What is going on? I mean, Who are these AI-born beasts of, of warriors that are taking down like the best close combat specialists of the Blood Angels. I mean, you're, you're, you're forgetting that there's literally a bunch of, uh, I think it was Thalax, in the no, walls Myrmidons. that just came out of the... Myrmidons, oh, whatever those are. Is, is, are those like... I, I think those are like jacked up uh, Skatari, right? That's what I'm saying. It felt like a little bit like that moment where like two Eldar killed like 50 custodies. In the Imperial Palace, if you've ever read that one. Yeah, so, uh, so here you go. Myrmidons are expert killers, weapon masters, and destroyers at the behest of the ruling... Oh, right, okay, so they're not actually Skatari. They are... Uh, they're tech priests, but they're like tech priests that instead of being like, I want my body to be a machine, they're like, I want my body to be a big fucking gun. Okay. Still... I felt like the uh, I didn't I didn't agree with the patch notes for this for the sanguinary guard for this book it sort of turned into a I think they got a big debuff this uh, this novel. No, nah, it's the Myrmidons are badass. <laughs> it's the Mechanicum's time, so you got to give it to him. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So to try and stay on topic a little bit, um, we can talk about. Solaria versus Volpa, um, which is a really interesting Legion. I also think um, the origin story for Legio Solaria is really cool. Uh, I, I, I found agree. that really interesting because I think that's the opening of a book. Is the opening of a book is her is the day she beats all the knights whilst on a horse. Right. Yeah, it's her remembering, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah She's like it's... in her Amnion tank, and it's just like, oh, I, I, I feel the the wind on my skin again. It's just like this epic story about how it, it, it's literally just a feminist icon, I guess, in a way. She's yeah. in this, uh, yeah, she's in like this man centric, um, play, uh, like planet, which is Procon, I think. Uh, and all the men are like. Ah, yeah, we're the only ones that are good to handle Titan, uh, not Titans, knights. Even though all of their knights were just rust buckets, and she just goes like, um, 
oh, I'm just following my brother as he participates in the tournament. And then his brother gets shot, and she's like, guess I'll win it. Yeah. <laughs> and she just grabbed it and runs off of, a, of her horse. Uh, I'm not sure how she grabbed something that was meant to be grabbed by a knight. But hey, props to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and I've... And, um, it, it, you know, it made, I think it's a really cool idea to have, uh, like an all women legio. And I, but I, and I think the, the book ap- approached it in a, like a grounded in universe way as to how that would happen. Um, which sort of made, um, which made sort of sense and also comes back later in the book with Hartek thinking that he had a son who was then because he knows that Solaria don't allow men to be Titan crew got lobotomized and got turned into a servitor or, or a tech priest or something. Yeah. Um, whereas in fact he has a daughter. I lost track of the daughter by the end of a book. I'll apologize to anyone who, uh, <laughs> where was she? She was with Esha, and uh, then Esha sends her off to chase after a wounded uh, warlord or a wounded reaver or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, she sends both her and another warhound crew, and so they just kind of go into the fog of war, and we don't see her until the very end. Okay. So, Esha, for the final fight, it's Esha and her friend. They were friends, but then after the baby, or when she gets pregnant, she stops being her friend, right? That's yeah, the... it's during uh, it's during the uh... oh, what was it? The the war crime, right? <laughs> it was during the war crime. Yeah, that she stopped being friends because uh, she was already like way way pregnant. Uh, uh, yeah. By the time it happened, the client uh, then is a planet apparently, according to Sing from production. But yeah, uh, where the where the where the war crimes happen? Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really interesting legion. Um, I also liked. I've already kind of forgotten it, but they sort of laid out the doctrine uh, and the composition of maniples, so you could sort of. Uh, and you were sort of aware of who was adhering to the doctrine. So you could be like, oh, two maniples are about to clash. And so we know that there's uh, like 12. X number of yeah, warlords and there's some there's warhounds and stuff. Um, warhounds seem like the most fun titans to be in, I'll be honest. Just absolute, like, just, a, just like a, a crazed chaotic force on the battlefield. <laughs> Which just literally they're literally just there to cause problems and yeah. exploit situations. I think which is which is cool. In like this warlord, you got all this firepower, but I like. I feel like a warlord could literally Star Wars an Imperator with like some a big cable. There's right, yeah. I mean, not necessarily with a big cable, but there's actually a, a game called Star Sector. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Okay, but. It's essentially like a space sim, uh, and it's like in t- whenever you're in battle, it's like in a two D space, 
and a lot of the uh you even see it in the book like the book goes like oh uh, naval warfare isn't that different from titan warfare and in that game which everyone that's listening should try like the devs are like indie or whatever we're not sponsored by the way but like the devs are like indie and they made a really good game uh and i think you guys should try it if you're into like 2d space uh sim games uh but like the battle system and that really sounds or uh feels like uh what the book describes and like uh, you can have the biggest Titan around, right? But if you have a really well-positioned smaller Titan, you could still, like, destroy the bigger one, right? And th- But in the case of the game, it's, like, ships. And so you could have, like, a battleship, and then there's, like, this one frigate that's, like, just meant to do damage, right? And you place it in the right spot, and you just kill the battleship, you know? Mm. And uh, I, I think the Titan uh, combat in Titan Death, because not, not necessarily in other uh, books, but in Titan Death, it's more or less that. Like, it's more positioning and just uh, gaining, like, more... Uh, not necessarily gaining fire superiority, but gaining uh, just, you know, a wide... Uh, <laughs> I can't get it. A wide angle of attack, you know? Like, you're attacking from multiple mm. angles rather than you, uh, you outgun them, you know? Yeah, and everyone was, like, competent in this book as Titan Commanders, I felt. Like, these are all, like, people who have been doing this for a while. So, like, Hartek in the first engagement is, well, with the exception of these very people, he's, like... Yeah, the 11th. I forget which one. Yeah, he's, like... (laughs) We got a... 18? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, right, everyone follow me, prepare to respond to Maniple 18 getting outflanked. Everyone's, like, what, huh? And then, lo and behold, you know, Manipulating 18 have walked right into Solaria's trap and get basically destroyed uh, before Hartek can really even react. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Um, and there's some notable engagements throughout this. You've got a battle for a spaceport right at the start. Am I right in thinking that? Uh, like fighting on a space station? I think it's like a... Like an orbital ring? Yeah, I think it's an orbital ring. And like, cool. That very cool. Then they like go in the ocean, uh, or on the coast, and they get ambushed. So Solaria get ambushed along the coastline, but like, uh, the because yeah, and because the, the Imperial army unit they're going to link up with has been flipped. That's like another cool thing that could definitely be covered in an anthology book uh, on Beta Garmin. Like, surely you would just have these envoys, like, because one thing they keep saying through the whole book is like everyone thinks they're in charge. So therefore no one is in charge of the defensive yeah. beta Garmin. Like surely Horus has just got motherfuckers going around whispering in everyone's ears. Like, you know, we know you're really in charge of the defenses and these guys, they're not treating you with the respect that a commander deserves. You know, we'll put you in charge of beta Garmin if you help us take it, you know? Um, and I, I, that's what I, I imagine in my head has happened to the Imperial Army that flip on these Titans. And there's just like casually in that engagement, isn't there like a hundred knights charge or something? Uh, in the... Uh, on yeah, like, yeah, the coastal well, when, battle. Yeah, when Legio Solaria is like out in force and uh, the entirety of House Procon is there, I think it's 70 uh, knights because that's, uh, well, well, that's what they have in the beginning. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I'm guessing a few died before that when the uh, oh that's my favorite scene in the, in the book when uh, they're I don't understand it like I can't visualize it at all but they apparently have ramparts on a fucking void ship and for some yeah. reason like the the drop pods instead of just boring into the ship land on the ramparts uh, which I didn't get and I can't visualize but I still find very cool. <laughs> I feel like this book is perhaps the most Warhammer a Horus Heresy book has been and not in a bad way yeah because nothing makes sense but it's all cool (laughs) yeah land on the spaceship walls why why don't us go in the spaceship so no (laughs) we have to take the spaceship walls so we can breach the spaceship gate and take the spaceship um yeah and so so that's very early on isn't it so is that your favorite sort of fight of the of the book yeah, because uh, the Skatari actually managed to fuck up a few uh, knights, and you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for Skatari. I'm a sucker for knights, but you know, uh, underdog winning. Never painted a knight. Never that painted would, a knight. Only painted that, one Skatari. That fold. could be your that could be your New Year's resolution. <laughs> you might just get knight. it done as well. Paint yeah, one knight. Like, oh. Just like an armiger, even not even a knight. Yeah, that's for like next year though, because this year the resolution is finished painting this guitar. <laughs> oh no, you're joking. You've got a big month. You can finish strong in December of this year, I reckon. Uh, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, so um, there's those engagements. I, I'm trying to think like, what my personal favorite one is. I feel like my mind is telling me that the more intimate stories in this book were the better part of it because like there was what feels like very reminiscent of like the Battle of Geonosis almost it sort of felt like well you know with like uh, Sanguinius in a in a stormbird flying over the battlefield uh, like watching these giant formations of time that didn't really do it for me though. Um, but, you know, and it mentions, like, these Titans were fighting for days. And it's like, what does that look like? You know, do these Titans just sort of, like, take a breather for, like, a day? Or for, like, a few hours? Like, both sides just sort of, both of the, like, Titans withdraw? Have you got, like, camps for these Titans? These, like, re- like places to repair and stuff? Um, I don't think anyone got repaired. <laughs> no. I guess that's... But, you, you know... Um, I the battle for, at the end for the mountain was quite cool, um, but I feel like it could have had a little more detail. Um, also, you feel like there would have been some Skatari to help deal with all those Space Marines that dropped down towards the end. What's what's up with that? Where are the Skatari at, Varela? If uh, only you painted your Skatari. Oh, it was my fault. Legia no. Solaria, Legia Solaria would have been safe from the Las Cannon squads. If we had uh, Skatari, then Sanguinius could have had a welcome to a Stalia gentleman moment. Do you know that meme? I do not, know. Oh, you don't? I'm going to send it to you. You don't have to watch it now, obviously, but okay. you got to watch it eventually. It's like, do you know, uh, so you know fantasy clearly, right? Like uh, the old world? Yeah, yeah. Not the new one. Uh, there's this one guy. Uh, his name is, uh, oh, what's his name? It's oh, the Balthazar. golden mask guy. Balthazar, yeah. Balthazar. Balthazar yeah, I know Balthazar. yeah, yeah. And he's just like on a one of the dwarven helicopters, giving a brief to some fucking uh, imperial soldiers, like it's a fucking Vietnam War. <laughs> and it's very <laughs> funny. I love it so much, man. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of like, I kind of felt 
like Sanguinius was a. He felt like the the guys in Black Hawk Down, like the guys in Command who just sit in the, the helicopter that's in the air for like the whole film, just yeah. coordinate everyone. But then they, but then like if the characters got really bored and like fast roped and then killed everyone, uh, but I guess Sanguinius has just got that power. Uh, oh, we I got a couple of drinks in in this book as well. Obviously, we established a drinking game uh, in Ruinstorm. So we did have a we had a spear of Telesto and the blading carmine in this book. Um, Wait, do we? Oh, it got mentioned once, right? Like, yeah, both of them got cheeky, mentioned once. Cheeky couple of sips of the beer. I didn't have a drink. Shit, I forgot. I hope, oh, we're gonna get absolutely loaded in the siege, mate. <laughs> it's gonna be like, like we've seen um, we've seen the cover of Sanguinius defending the Eternity Gate. I bet he does that with the blading carmine a lot. So, oh no. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna get it's gonna get Larry, um, but uh, yes, Horus Lupercal is a bit of a don in this book, and um, he yeah he's cutting up he's cutting about, um, but there's one thing Varela, that I felt like Horus was lacking, uh, especially uh, in the giant Titan battle. I feel like the Space Marines. They, it didn't feel safe for them in the middle of a Titan fight, obviously. But do you know what they could have used? What could what could have they used? They could have used a Sakaran. They could have used a Predator. Uh, ah. They, they could have used, used a Land Raider Spartan or a Land Raider Proteus. But wait, what's the, what's this Predator you're talking about? You mean like a Rhino? Oh, it's a Rhino with a gun. Oh, rhino okay. with a gun. Okay, okay, okay. Now, okay. obviously, <laughs> they'd need a manufactorum. They'd need a forge world in order to get these. And I'm happy to say I can hook the Sons of Horus and any other Legion up because we are affiliates over at Hobby Workshop um, where you can get up to 25% off uh, Warhammer orders. Oh, and really? This is how the Warmaster was able to outdo his enemies because he used that discount and he simply just outproduced the loyalists who were, you know, stuck paying full price. So, um, you know, I hear that that Forge World has great availability and excellent customer service. And if you use our affiliate link that you can find over on that pinned tweet I talked about earlier, you uh, you might even just support. Uh, a podcast in need as little as well with a five percent kickback. So uh, if you're if you are a war master or a legion master or even a humble praetor, you could use Hobby Workshop to make sure that your Space Marines can always travel in style. Hmm? Now, how was that for a ad insertion? Man, I don't know. I think I people probably thought that we like dropped that in in the in the edit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seamless. I, I I I just feel like buying the Titan so I can help my boys at the well, my girls at the Beta Garmin cluster now. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The the urge to start playing the tabletop game Adeptus Titanicus is strong. <laughs> Maybe that's something we could do. Well, well. So we're hoping to go to Warhammer Fest, aren't we? And we've got our tickets at least. I'm sure they'll have demo games of everything. 
So maybe we can throw down and we can recreate Beta Garmin. Um, which Legio? So you'd be Solaria. Does this mean I have to be Legio Vulpa? I wouldn't be Solaria. I'd probably be Tempestus. I like Tempestus. Well, Tempestus there? Uh, no, I'm not a Beta Garmin, but you know, I can pretend. Hang on. <laughs> Anyone can be anywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I always say. It could be a couple of Titans from Legio Tempestus. It could be a couple of Ultramarine squads at the Siege of Terra. Like, t- Terra's a big place. Hey, I don't know, man. I don't know. The Black Books didn't now, say right? it, so <laughs> it can't be true. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah for, for sure, literally for sure. just like... Yeah, it's, it's like a bajillion people on Beta Garmin and on Terra. <laughs> Do whatever you want, guys. If you want, if you want Siege of Terra Iron Hands, you can have Siege of Terra Iron Hands. The fun please can't stop you. Um, so... Yeah, is there anything else in this book you want to talk about? Is there anything else in this book I want to talk about? Who was uh, your favorite character? Who was my favorite character? Oh, that's a tough question, actually. Uh, honestly, kind of uh, a Bonnie Loose. So, like, the daughter. Because she was just unhinged. She was just, like... She, <laughs> she went up to, uh, like, the, um, the great mother. That's what they called her, right? Uh, which is yeah. her grandmother in this case, and started yelling at her that she, essentially she was fucking dumb, and that we shouldn't, that they shouldn't go somewhere. And yeah. the great mother is like, kind of, like, oh wow, she really has some of Volpa in her. She's like fiery and shit. Yeah. I guess I'll forgive her this once, but like, what the hell? <laughs> the subtext here is that her dad was a knob. That's, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's the uh, inner meaning of uh, of that confrontation. Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, showing that she was part um, part Volpa. Oh, don't go on the lexicon and sing from productions. Just told me that. Luckily, he averted his eyes in time. But I see your terror spoilers for on the daughter's page of really, um, and um, Eshi Ohana. Well, you got to assume that these loyalist Titan legions that have survived have been taken back to Terra. I mean, there's, there's like room. four titans left. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't that much room on Terra. They only had they only had four parking spaces. <laughs> that's uh, that's just how it had to go. Um, but you know, I've kind of got the itch. I'm quite excited because I think there's a book called Mortis in the Siege of Terra, which is all about uh, Legio Mortis. Um, if I maybe if I ever did Titanicus, it would be. Um, I play as the bad guys. I play as Mortis in Titanicus. Um, oh, someone, someone would have to. My nose cleared up right on time. <laughs> Perfect. Right as Horace Hour passes the hour mark. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I'm actually going to shout out Hartek because I think he had a really cool arc. Um, and he was actually, he wasn't like, I didn't consider him surface level prick. Like, he was a prick, but they justified it a lot. Um, yeah, okay. All I'm hearing is you like war criminals. Uh, I mean, it's Warhammer. Uh-oh. I, think, I think everyone's got that title at this point. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't ask the loyalists how they achieve compliance. Hey, man, all I'm saying is the Hague burned a long time ago. (laughs) That's true. That's a rad waste now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd, uh, I'd play Mortis. Um, but um, the only thing I will say is the final showdown was like very predictable. I would yeah. say when um, when uh, Esha's friend runs off just out of the blue, yeah. she was she ran quicker than Ra in the web one. <laughs> they were just Ra. I was and like, she uh, didn't even have a sword stuck in her chest. <laughs> I was like, I think this Titan might come back. Just just got a feeling. It's got a feeling. And um, one thing I did think would happen, and I don't think it really happened, was like uh, the reveal of him having a daughter who's a crewman. I like would have been like a moment of clarity and then they kill him in that moment of hesitation. But it just made him really angry. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I didn't then... think that was, that was what was going to happen. Uh, she was going to like actually talk to him and just go like, yeah, you have a daughter and she's actually a princess right now. And he'd be like, wait, what? And he'd like wake up kind of. And she's know? right behind you. Titan <laughs> comes in, RKO's heart tech. <laughs> Titan death. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just, like the last page is just like a big Titan death, and that's it. Like yeah. <laughs> the end. Just has a gun to the back of his Titan. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> this shell has best father in the world written on it. <laughs> Directed by Michael Bay, and then that song plays. <laughs> Titan death. It was written in two thousand and seven. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and also, sort of right at the end of the book, we see um, through Esha's eyes, because we had to see the ejection sequence of a Titan. I bet you would love that. I bet you were like, oh, it show me how that works. Literally just fires the head off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've seen that before. Have we seen that before? Yeah, th- th- that happened like four times in this book. <laughs> oh, th- in this book, I felt like that was something that happened earlier in the heresy. I feel like I knew that the Titans had the ejection system was just to fire the head out into the air. I don't think so, but it really brings into question what the fuck the uh, Imperator in the Magma City was doing. You know? Like, if you have that system, why didn't you just eject? That's just traitor things, mate. Logic Uh, is out the window. They thought they could wade through it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Arrogance. Um, So we saw that, and we saw... Horus and Horus has an ouchie and he collapses um, in the aftermath of, of the final battle and is teleported away. Um, now, I don't think there was anything in this book that allowed you to directly connect the dots that it was from Lehman Russ. Because in the book, they kind of obviously Escher is watching it and she's like just been ejected from a Titan. But then, and it wasn't even like I think the Titan was falling, wasn't it? The Titan was falling down a collapsing rock face. No, and I then think a she, Yeah, yeah. So it, it was like uh, you know the ski jump kind of thing. Yeah, that's essentially how I imagined it because it was like uh, she was already falling, and then she ejected, and it was like there's no ground beneath us, and the, the ejection is literally just like a little puff of uh, you know. Uh, God damn it! A little buff of fuel or whatever, yeah. right? And just it, it's a just frustrate, gone. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just gone. And then they just like look around. And it's like a Looney Tunes moment. Like, oh, there's yeah. no ground. You know? Exactly. 
Um, and so I think she, that when she sees Horace, she's like in this. I'm not entirely sure if she actually saw it or if it was like a psychic kind of thing. Cause... I so I think she actually saw it because it's like uh, she thinks she's tripping, and then as they evac her, she looks back and sees the Titan head, and she thinks that Horace has died just because she doesn't know any better. I think. Um, she just saw him collapse and everyone panic. And even in a fever dream, though, what my point was, was it, they kind of allude to, if it, you know, it could have been Sharakin, mate. It could, oh, have been sniper, sniper, could have been Sniper Sharakin again. But I, in, having looked into it, I think it is meant to be that, uh, and, uh, that it's the wound from the Emperor's Spear. You think it's um, like reopening? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, and I I mainly feel that because we like the last book we covered was Wolfsbane where it happened. But if you hadn't come straight off of Wolfsbane, you may well have thought that he'd maybe that's the point. But like, it would look more like someone had attempted to assassinate him and had done a good job, you know. At it, which point maybe, it would only be Sharakin. Maybe there's just a random Thunderhawk out in the distance with a, a specific Iron Hand aboard. Yeah, alas, I think that guy might be uh, a little bit dead. Might be brown bread. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> I we need that's something I'd like to go back to. Shadrach actually seems cool, so let we can find out what happened to him at some point. But um, yeah, and then we even have an appearance from uh, the venerable Sigilite, the last of the Sigilite, as he's called in this book, which is interesting because like I don't know what Sigilites are. But there was more than one once. Yeah, it was okay. You want to know? Yeah, uh, the TLDR. Yeah. Okay, what we think we know is that the sigilites, you know, the conservatorium, like Casper Hauser. Yeah. Uh, we think that the sigilites were essentially an order of that, but like even more extreme, and that's why uh, Malkador straight up has the Mona Lisa. And sunflowers by Van Gogh, I think. Yeah. And like all of Shakespeare's stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay, interesting. But are they, so are they are they all psychers as well? Yeah, I think they were all like really powerful psychers. I'm not entirely sure how they all died. Like, I don't think anyone knows. I reckon like Malkador might well often mate. Maybe. So he could be the emperor's friend. So he could steal the Mona Lisa for himself. He could. He could steal the Declaration of Independence. Malkador <laughs> the Sigilite is Nick Cage confirmed. Oh, no. If there was any celebrity I would bet on being a perpetual IRL, it's Nick Cage. That isn't, man has looked the exact same. Isn't there a... entire acting career. Isn't there uh, an actor that uh, has a bunch of, like... It, he doesn't have a bunch of portraits, but there's, like, a bunch of portraits through history that look exactly like him. Oh, oh, fuck. oh! I know you this. You also know know that, right? I don't know who it is. My, my gut instinct was to say it was Keanu Reeves, but I don't think it is Keanu Reeves. It might be. Um, this has uh, absolutely nothing to do with what we were talking about. But it's oh, perpetuals are perpetuals. This person could be a perpetual. We could be on the discover brink of a major discovery. Let's be real. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the God Emperor. I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> well, he's not because he's nice. Yeah, but right? like the emperor can be nice, you know. 
Oh no, I can't find this. It is Keanu Reeves. I it found is it. Keanu. Okay. Wait, okay. wait. Oh, I can't load it. Okay, 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 okay. I'm I'm sending it to you. Hold up, give me a second. I feel like Keanu Reeves is like the nice person. Yeah, I've just seen it. Yeah, you've uh, seen it. <laughs> it Keanu Reeves is like the nice perpetual, maybe, who led us before the age of strife, and he he had like the first human empire, and everyone was really nice. And then it all went wrong because of the Eldar and... And the Men of Iron. And then, yeah. And then uh, Big E took over and was a big meanie. <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. Uh, that's that's clearly what must have happened. Um, is there anything else we want to cover on that note? Because uh, we're sort of... We're, we're talking about Keanu Reeves. I think Titan Death has gotten away from us a little. Hey man, people got frisky under the watch of warlords, and that was like, that was an affront to the cult mechanic. Oh, that yeah, needed to get the. I need to get the, the bonk hammer out. (laughs) To bonk, yeah, that was. I don't. uh, Is this the first? This the first sex scene in the Horus Heresy. Uh, no. I want to say no. I want to say yes. I want to say no. I think there was one... Empress uh, Children uh, don't count. As, uh, shit. Well, I think it's yeah. in that book, but I don't think it is the Emperor's Children. Oh, I like the remembrances of Bonkin. Yeah. And I, I oh, think... Oh, and I think yeah. um, in one of the f- first three, there's also a little bit of Bonking. Uh, oh, yeah. With the, uh, with the angel that's not... Act- like, the saint. She bonks like a guardsman. Is she? Yeah. Doesn't Euphrates. she? Euphrates. Bonk. <laughs> These are ran, Randy bastards, these lot. Yeah, so I guess like the end of the galaxy will do that to you. Damn yeah. remember, sirs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that happens in this book. Um, in fact, that's what we're going to end on. Is <laughs> The moral of the story is don't bonk in the presence of Titans. It just It just doesn't go well. Yeah, you will then go you'll to watch your, You'll watch your baby daddy commit war crimes and then he'll try and kill you. Uh, whilst in a demon titan, which we didn't even talk about, but that obviously happens in this book. Um, the first demon titans, or at least sort of the first ones we've seen. Yeah, because they talk about another demon titan, but he was garbage and he died and he's trash and we don't like him. Okay. Yes. Um... <laughs> Um, what happened to Hartek in the end? He got swallowed. Oh yeah. no, not that! Oh lord, he deserves it though. Fuck him. He he meddled. Yeah, he meddled. fuck him. No, Esha, uh, not that way. No, don't fuck him uh, that way. Oh <laughs> no, bonk. <laughs> um, but yeah, he gets you know they're, they're almost like. I feel like most so some of them survive, the demon engines. I like most of them are crushed. Uh, we only get to see Hartek, like Hartek's de- uh, demon. They definitely say that they failed. They found four that were wrecked. Yeah, they found one that was intact, but the demon just ran away. That's right. So, then there's Hartek's, where the demon's still in there. Yeah. So and there's so that would leave two others. Yeah, potentially three others, right? Because there's five of them total that we found. There's eight. Yeah, there's five of them total that we saw in the book, and there's three that we didn't. Okay. 
All right. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that they will not cause any problems at the Siege of Terror. Oh, no. They'll just be not probably. But yeah, that was a pretty cool moment. He's like fighting in this thing, and it's just like. If, if these readings were like a normal Titan, this Titan is broken. It's not functioning. But my Titan just keeps going. So I'm going to roll yeah. with it. Uh, and also, I find it so bizarre that you have Titans that are focused on uh, getting close. On melee. <laughs> and punching stuff in the face of like all the things to put in you. Yeah, you have Esha going like, oh, yeah, Titan fights are like uh naval battles you gotta think like in that macro scheme and then you have heart deck going like haha power clog <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah you just like let me grab your face <laughs> yeah okay well that that expertly concludes titan death thank gods for nick's thursday ratings or like no one would have any idea what this book was about <laughs> but as we know malkador appears at the end the gate is open, um, but Horus some has got a boo-boo. So join us for the next episode, Slaves to Darkness, where we figure out just how much of a problem that boo-boo is going to cause. Uh, Varela, do you want to see us out? Yes, sir. Don't forget to say your graces to our lovely god, the machine god. All right. Omnissiah, be praised. He's uh, de- it's uh, definitely not the emperor. It's not the Emperor. Uh, the Yon Messiah, the Machine Spirit, and the Machine God, okay? All, all three. Praise be, okay? And have a good mm-hmm. one, alright? Yeah. I'll see ya. <laughs> and shout out to our Patreons who oh, make this episode Damn. all possible. You'd think, like, on the eighth time that you've done that where I set you up and then you see hey. us out. You'd. Uh, it's hey. okay, we forgive you. We forgive you. Don't I'm worry, not, guys. I'm not actually here anymore. I, I'm, I, I just left to go pray to the machine. And so I will say it. Thank you to our patrons. Uh, you can, if you're interested in supporting us and getting access to exclusive additional content every month, uh, you can support us for as little as one pound a month. Uh, and it means a lot and it allows us to keep this podcast going. And do other stuff like hopefully make some new merch that will come out soon. And on Patreon, we've started a new series that we'll be doing instead of just sort of trying to throw something together every month. We want, we want to do better. So we've started a new series called little Horus hour. Did you see what we did there? Um, that'll be coming every month and gives you a little bit more look behind the scenes, uh, even more off the cuff talking. If you thought that was possible uh, and just sort of, chilling out a little bit more and and just and just sort of vibing so uh thank you so much um say your prayers to the machine spirit for varela um i really hope i don't have to bring out clone number three uh clone number two found out so quick i yeah uh so uh just one thing to add to that because i'm not actually gone yet uh wait wait let me let me just uh, check real quick let me just check real quick i i, I can't can fuck I get it up sing again. from security in here uh wait, 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 wait. Uh... hold up hold up uh where is it a big thank you to sal's being our only primary tier right now uh yeah we appreciate the hell out of you bro okay stand down the clone has not yet failed <laughs> okay it's goodbye from me i'm from varela i'll see ya Bye now.